Want to know how to take your home from lacklustre to blockbuster? Need to know the latest interior design trends? Then you'll be right at home with the Find It, Style It podcast. Hosted by Lauren Keenan, where we show you how easy it is to create beautiful spaces and turn your house into a home you'll love. Find it, style it. Shake it! Everyone loves going out for a drink or dinner at a beautiful restaurant and we've all got our favourites. But there's one group here in Sydney that I think would have to be a global leader. It's got a lot to do with their great chefs, but I also think it's got a whole lot to do with their approach to interiors. It's not putting design first, it's putting people first. And at the end of the day, we just want people to be in a space that they really enjoy being in. Amanda Talbot is the stylist behind some of Sydney's favourite food venues, places like the Paddington, Coogee Pavilion and the Newport that all have their own different personalities and quirks. I'm Lauren Keenan, interior stylist and founder of finditstylet.com.au and today I'll give you an exclusive preview of another new Maryvale venue that's in the works. And Amanda talks about her other passions, including trend forecasting with an eye to what might be around the corner for us interiors addicts. Find it. Style it. Now, you've had a really exciting and eclectic career so far. When I was researching a bit of your background, I found you're an associate editor at Elle Decoration. You've been a judge on a reality TV show. You're a blogger, an author. You're an interior stylist. What is your passion? Which one is your favourite and how do you make them all work together? So design is my passion Mm -hmm. and that's my everything in my life. So, you know, that ends up having a few arms to it. So... I started off, I guess, styling um, for advertisements and stuff. And then when I went to the UK and started to work on magazines there, that's where my eyes became open to a bigger world. And I, I got to meet some incredible designers. I got to work with some incredible people. And, you know, when that happens, and obviously that then makes you more interested in what you're working on and you dig deeper and you, you want to be as good as them, you know, because they, they're amazing people. So who were some of those people? Who were the highlights? Um, so there's all, all lots of different people, you know, it could be from a maker. So, you know, I got to work on L Decoration magazine. So the people there from the editor to, oh, look, I went and travelled the world and got to meet Carl Lagerfeld. I got to meet Tom Dixon, Amy Hyon, Patricia Urkula. Oh, she's my um, favourite. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Terence Conran. Like, you know, so I get got to spend time with those people. And then I also got to work alongside, I consulted for Studio Ilsa for a couple mm-hmm. of projects. And so I got to work with Ilsa Crawford. She was actually one of the reasons why I went to the UK mm-hmm. and wanted to work for Elle Decoration magazine. She was no longer the editor in there. But when I started my career out here in Australia, like Elle Decoration was my Bible. Yeah. You know, being around these types of people and getting to go to amazing homes and spaces, you know, it affects you. And so you did you ever get starstruck by you know, what you were seeing and who you were meeting? Do you know what? It was I'm not going to tell you names, but it would go the other way. Yeah, really. That, that I would be think I was going to be starstruck and I have the biggest crush on someone, like design crush, and then I would be crushed. Because like, <laughs> I just didn't live up to that reality. It turned out to be different yeah. to what you thought. But then there's, you know, but at the end of the day, generally one of the 
I had a decision really early on my career to either go into fashion mm -hmm. um, or into design. And it was actually what pulled me for design was actually the people. I uh -huh. loved being around. I felt like I found my tribe. Yeah, your home. Where yeah. You your dog hero is going crazy over here. <laughs> oh, should I just get her out? She's too noisy. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just crazy. One sec. Sorry. She's She's loving that toy. That's cute. <laughs> Well, I will explain. Yeah, so for everyone listening, we're in Amanda's studio at the moment and her gorgeous little dog, Hero. What sort of dog is She is a mixture of a Dachshund and a Pomeranian, which is a Russian princess, we call well, her. Well, she's <laughs> loving her toys and she's going crazy. So that's what you can hear in the background there. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. So I wanted to talk more about trend forecasting because I know you've had some involvement in that too. Yeah. It seems a bit mysterious and a bit dark arts. Like how does it actually work and... It really how you, isn't. How do you get involved? Yeah, in so anyone can do it. But what it is is that it's someone who is just incredibly curious. You know, you've got your eye on everything. Yes, you, you'd be looking at what's coming out of the trade shows, but you'd be also looking at young designers. You'd be looking at flea markets. You look at all different things, you know, fashion. And then you look at what's going on politically, economically, what's going on in the environment. It sounds like a lot, but when you start to get on top of it all, then you can start to see bubbles, new bubbles that are coming mm -hmm. up into the surface. And then you pull those things together and it then becomes very clear what a consumer is wanting and needing. When you're really involved with it, then it becomes something very clear. It's like even like if you're going out sourcing, you know, people ask, you know, how do you know something when you find something good or whatever? And it's like, well... When you're doing it every day, you know when something's different and special yeah. because you're seeing the same shit all sorry, the time, pardon, no, all the time. <laughs> and then, you know, there'll be something that just, you know, pops up and go, oh, my God, that's amazing because you're, you're focused into it. Yeah. So at the moment, my eye's totally focused on cement pots. Okay. And so everywhere I go, I'm just looking like, for them? I'm like literally like in someone's like front yard, like just lock your doors. Like I'm just like. <laughs> She's on the prowl I'm cement just like, pots. Like, like my eyes are just, you know, tuned into it. Where do you think we're headed next then, broadly speaking, for the home I think it's kind of in the direction it's very similar to what you know with my book Rethink the way you live and with happy it's like you know living with nature being connected with nature sustainability all those things are trends that are just getting bigger and bigger and things like color and stuff like that Yes, I am interested in colour, mm. but I actually would never be looking at a future trend for colour. So for me, colour relates to a project. Yep. So you're talking more about concepts, really. Exactly. 100% about yep. living concepts. Yep. And, and that's where my passion is. And that's what my trend forecasting has always been. Yes, you know, I could tell you that fabrics are going to be harder, more dense, or there's a bit of glitter and you know little bling coming through, through and stuff like that so yes I'm aware of that but it's probably more to do as well why I want to know why that fabric is coming through why is bling coming back yeah. in and stuff like that yeah you mentioned just mentioned your two books rethink and happy mm -hmm. um, and they both look at how good design can have a positive impact on people's lives yeah is that the crux of your design philosophy so I just truly believe you can't design something without understanding the people who are going to be using the space and yes you need to know 
the basics, like the functionality of things, which we learn at design school and stuff like that. But we need to know the bigger picture of, of what's affecting us. And for instance, like things like food, like, you know, we really becoming very, very aware of like the providence of everything. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, there's a very big group of people becoming very aware that actually um, processed stuff, people really questioning it you know that wanting just simple ingredients like straight ingredients and stuff even just having that understanding Mm -hmm. then affects design then you got to ask the questions okay so we may not need so much room for processed food Mm -hmm. so but we are going to need more room for vegetables and flour and doing our own processes yeah exactly the kitchen again is going to change then so it's understanding those kind of events and then how that then affects us coming back to what we're designing and then you know with commercial spaces you know then that's another thing again it's like you know one of the things when I worked on a Coogee Pavilion and recently the Newport you know yeah I really yeah I think Maryvale does some you know some beautiful venues and I'm really keen to talk to you about that I might give people some background about Maryvale so I think most Sydney siders would have been to a Maryvale venue at some point or another don't you think yeah definitely and what do you think makes them so popular and so successful I think it's, you know, location and, again, it's about putting people first. It's not putting design first, it's putting Mm -hmm. people first. And at the end of the day, we just want people to be in a space that they really enjoy being in and feel comfortable in and want to come back. So what I was trying to say with, like, uh, Coogee and Newport, you know, they're very different entities to what a typical Merivale project was. And, mm-hmm. and what was so great about those two, they're so community focused. We want to be in spaces where we feel good and happy and again, have social, real social spaces for not just, you know, for 20 year olds or yeah. whatever, but for families, people, you know, really want to be able to connect. And, and that's what those spaces have allowed that anyone can feel comfortable from a tradie to grandparents to to young parents to to young single people who are wanting to pick up mm. and but there's no like <laughs> conflict in that like no, everyone everyone's happy, feels good in, in that space yeah. and you know and that's what a village was like you know yeah. and and that's what I love about those two projects I feel like we've created these little villages and yeah and yeah. the other thing I when I heard you speak at the style me style me Maryvale event um, yeah. recently was talking about the concepts behind them and how quite often there's a story or sometimes even a particular character that might be attached to that yeah. project to try and get it off the ground and get you all on the same creative page. Yeah. Can you tell me a bit more about that process and maybe how that particularly worked at, at the Newport? When it's such a big project and when you're kind of trying to make a space feel good for everybody because there's so many people and there's so many options, it can get really, you know, your possibilities are endless. Yeah. For me, I have to find a way to rein that in and uh-huh. keep on track. I love to create a character for a space. Mm-hmm. So when you come as a visitor to a, to a venue, then you, you're feeling like it belongs to somebody. Like it's like going to someone's house or some, something so nice the first time you go to someone's home and you get to, you know, get to know them a little bit and you feel, and that makes you feel comfortable and, you know, cause you get that personality. And so that's what I try to emulate within a commercial space. Mm-hmm. For me at the Newport Mike, I had 
two characters for in the Newport. It was a married couple, mm-hmm. and it was a lovely Italian man from the twenties who came from like the Amalfi Coast, and he married an American socialite, and they landed in Australia in Newport, and that was their home and their homestead, and the gardens and stuff was very much part of our lovely Italian gentleman who, you know, he was about, he's all about family and friends and generosity and good food and he loves the garden and the outdoors and, and his wife, you know, has beautiful style and taste and, and she's got that whole social feel. So there's a little bit more of this, not opulence, but just, you know, considered pieces and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it was like this mesh of two people who live in this place. So you've got this awesome little backstory about this couple Mm. and then you have to go and find the pieces that are going on and the finishes. How organic is it? Do you go out sourcing things and you think, right, I know I have to get A, B, C, D, or do you just go out looking and think, let's just see what we see? I'm like the worst. So, yes, so we will design together like the floor plan and stuff. So we will kind of – so I will sit with uh, Justin, Bettina and Calvin and we'll like – look at the floor plan and how we think things can work and stuff. You know, often Kelvin will come with a, a big, yeah, he's the architect, will come with the, the basics and then we'll look at it and rework it and so we all are on the same page. And then, yeah, so I'll know, you know, we need to get tables or chairs or whatever, but then there are special pieces. Like um, poor people who, um, who have the secondhand stores and stuff, I'm their worst nightmare because you should come generally, again. <laughs> no, but in the sense that generally people will come, you know, like and go, okay, I really need this and this and this and this. And I, and I go to them, I'm so sorry. I have no idea what I'm looking for. <laughs> I, I just know it when I see it. And so that's really hard for them. But when I see it, like I said, like when you're going out styling and sourcing all the time, you know the same stuff. And then when there's that one special thing, you think, yes. And then that one special thing will fit that couple who I'm designing for as well. So for the Newport, what was that one special thing that you found that you thought, I have to have? Oh, God, there's so many things. So from uh, light, so there's some great lights in the pergola that are hanging over a really big, long table actually I got those from America mm-hmm. and then oh like a punching bag there's like a football team up there the Eagles and it's like from their like gym and so <laughs> that's apparently pretty special every like boy staff member is like is that rubbish and I'm like no that's not rubbish <laughs> like everything special oh actually one really great thing was from auction was um we put into the bathrooms Swimmers, there was like some Olympic swimming mm-hmm. photos of like people who just finished their race. There was like a cyclist and swimmers and rowers. And they're beautiful black and whites, old black and whites. Again, I found those in auction and they were hidden in some really weird spot to where normally where pictures are kept. This one day they were just in this really weird place where you'd never think there'd be pictures. And I think no one spotted them and who so wanted those pictures. And so it's like sport memorabilia can go for a lot of money. So I was like, oh, my God, like we have to (laughs) get this. Yeah, and we got it and we got such a great price. And and so, yeah, so those moments are like little victories. Yeah. yeah. I think what's beautiful about the Maryvale venues is 
you can go there three, four, five times and you always notice something different about the interiors that you hadn't noticed the last time that yeah, you were right. there. That's probably myself or Bettina pottering in are and you always, bringing something are you all, in. That's what I was going to ask you. So so the Newport's just opened. Yeah. Are you still there on site? Yeah, very much. You know, switching things around yeah. and thinking that works or that doesn't. Yeah, or and does... I'm still sourcing for Newport and exactly like, on a venue that we're doing in Paddington called Fred's that's opening soon, it's a much smaller space. And so you generally you can pretty much lay out everything where everything exactly is going to go because it's it's a small space yeah. and it's not a lot of movement. Something like the Newport or Quidgy, they're vast venues and they just suck up the pieces you mm. get. You know, you could have like a 100 pieces and they just disappear and and it's not until you get all your furniture in and start seeing people activating the space and night time like how the space is working at night time and stuff you can start to then see you know there's definitely tweaking to be done and i think it would be a huge mistake for anybody in design if they just said okay completion dates here here you go here's your key it would be the worst mistake in the world because a lot a lot of key big things happen and exciting things happen when the venue opens and so I reckon if you're like someone who loves to go and see new spaces I would give it a month yeah. and then go and visit it okay, because yeah. that's when you're going to get it probably at its best to go there like on the day of openings probably the worst day to go because you're, you're not going to yeah get it still right. things happening and changing and and it's definitely not the right day to give the judgment to a place. And with the Maryvale projects, you said that you all get together and you're all on the same page. But do you find do things change along the way? Yeah. Like, does that story change? Huge, um, definitely. So the, the lovely Italian couple are they the same Italian couple you had at the beginning, or, they, or are they changed a little bit by the time? Oh you... no, my couple stayed the same, yeah. but it doesn't mean that um, their needs may have changed. changed. <laughs> so you've designed a few of these spaces now for Maryvale do you have a favorite um no and <laughs> is that like asking you to pick your favorite moment, dog to, or child yeah, or well actually it's like you kind of let, end up letting go like with Kujia obviously when it, that was happening and opened it was everything and then it was the Paddington and yeah. and um the pub on Oxford Street and then it was now it's Newport's my whole focus but now we're we're working on Fred's um and it's got like a amazing little cocktail bar downstairs it's called charlie's and can you tell us anything about oh, how that's going to look like honestly now that is my absolute favorite like <laughs> and it's going to be so beautiful and such an amazing space it's really intimate it's start off walking into like a little little small bar in paris and then you walk back into the all on one level and you walk into the next section there'll be a beautiful little patisserie and then you're walking into a kitchen this amazing kitchen with open hearths that, where all the food's going to be cooked on Sounds fire amazing. it is so beautiful and so amazing and there really isn't anything like it in australia I don't even think in the world. Wow. And the finishes, every detail we're doing for it is just, for me, I think it's sublime and um, and very different to all the other projects we've worked on. And such a feeling of satisfaction, and I guess, once you've completed these projects to see it all come to fruition. It's so tangible. It's right there. You can experience it. Yeah, and, and, yeah. And so you've... different to – because obviously my career started in magazines. Yeah. And, you know, I'd put my heart and soul into everything and I was very extravagant in – in my styling and, and really made no money because I would, you know, get sets, build and spend a good few months on one shoot. Like, 
you know, you do it, you've got your photos, but then it all gets pulled down. It's like, oh, that's really, all you know. Hard work and then it goes on to a magazine that probably someone's just going to throw in the bin, like, <laughs> or like maybe they'll hold on to it, but it's, yeah, quite disposable. And, and it is a really nice transition to see people, it's like an addiction to see people actually interact with a space and just that is everything to me, like just to see them enjoying it and using how it, they yeah. use it and are they using it how you imagine they use it. Is that the case? Are they do dressing you... the way you imagine <laughs> they would dress? Like... Do you think about all that when oh, you're designing yeah, space? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Like that's the beginning of the conversation. It's design. Every design is about the people using the space, like, you know, the table height to the chair height, like, you know, how that correlates and, you know, are they going to be, drinking off that table they're going to be eating off that table because if they're drinking maybe that's a different height to eating or every detail like the other week like I was at Newport and I was just like looking at one like little section was like you know the umbrella the table the chair and the floor there is literally 20 processes of from the floor to the top of that umbrella that has been customised or made or that we've been involved with. It's, you know, for just one little section. Experience. Yeah, yeah. like literally the floor, the chair, the table, what's on the table, the umbrella. You must feel exhausted when you just look at that. I did. Yeah, you just think, why are we so busy? And then it's like, (laughs) That's "Ah." why. (laughs) It was so nice chatting to Amanda. She was so warm and welcoming and she really, really knows her stuff. Coming up, Amanda tells me why she doesn't follow any of her peers on social media. But first, I want to talk to you about my seven style secrets guide, which you can get for free. There's no catch, none at all. You just need to sign up at finditstylet.com.au forward slash registration. And I'll email you my seven step guide to making your home look magazine worthy. These tips are going to help you transform your home. Trust me on this. And if you sign up now, you'll also get a discount on your first consultation with me in your home findatstyleit.com.au forward slash registration. What's your personal design aesthetic and do you feel like you get to inject that into these projects? There'll always be hints of my personality coming Mm -hmm. through, but with the commercial space, it is me, but at the same time, you know, I'm bringing things that I think are beautiful or lovely and will work perfectly, but it'll be very different to my home. You know, my home... So isn't what's your a style reflection. At home? So my home, it's very, you know, it's very comfortable. There's definitely playful, you know, I have a swing in my home. But my husband, he's a swing. Yeah, he's a <laughs> chef and he loves DJing and stuff. So, you know, so there's things allocated for, you know, there's like a DJ deck in our room and our living room. So you're a really creative couple then. Kind of, but it's kind of my space is very private and special and if you come into my space then you're really coming into my soul when you go into commercial space I'm really more about the people who are going to be using that space and their souls do you mean and and that's what we're trying to create a space for them to feel great and comfortable in Mm -hmm. so yeah and who inspires your style then who or what inspires Mm. your style uh, travel, I think travels everything. Like just going, traveling a lot of old, like looking at a lot of old things. Like when I was a journal, like I used to write 
do those kind of questions. I'd always ask that question. And, and being on the other side, it's actually a really difficult question to answer it because – It changes all the time, I it think. It is. It changes all the time and, and there's so many variables. You know, it could be a moment you're going to an art gallery and there's something that will trigger something to, you know, you're in the middle of nature and that could trigger something. There's it, definitely not one variable and there's and not – I don't, yeah, it's not one thing. No. What about Instagram? I hear you're big on, you you like using Instagram. I heard you speak about it and I wanted to ask you what it is that you like about it so much. I love pictures and I love that stimulation and stuff. But when you're doing commercial spaces, I think today you have to make sure there's things in the space that are going to work for a photo Mm -hmm. because that is, again, it's knowing what's happening and what the world's doing. And at Christmas time, when I was with some friends and stuff, we, you know, every minute, like, it became a joke because every minute something would pop out, like food or whatever, and we were standing on chairs and taking photos. <laughs> like, what is going on? Are like, eating today or yeah, not? <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, that's the way our world is today. It and, is. and if you're doing commercial space, again, like, you can't neglect that. Like, you need to embrace that situation and you know it's not like you are definitely not saying you should put a hashtag on a wall or something no. and but there's definitely got to be vignettes I guess that so are going to be so you create great. these sort of instagrammable moments yeah. within spaces I call them insta moment insta moment got to do an insta moment <laughs> and um yeah and it's definitely something on my mind when with that yeah, yeah. is there anyone you follow on instagram that you find quite inspiring Oh gosh, here we go. Um, I know. Oh, I love do you Martin know someone Thompson. asked me this recently and I, I, love, I love, Martin Thompson. Oh yeah, because yeah, I, I work with Martin. What's he like? Oh, he's so beautiful. He's such a oh, such a lovely man yeah. and um he was like one of my heroes again like growing up with L Decoration magazine and he used to be the photographer when I got to work on L Decoration. He was one photographer. He was living in New York at the time and it was like stalker almost like like where I had to work with Martin and I need and I did and he's such an amazing talent and and now that he's brought his stuff his eye to textiles and stuff I he's a genius and well there's lots of people but I've just gone to a blank I'm so sorry no that's okay I'm the same I follow about nearly 2,000 people and yeah if someone asked me who I love on Instagram I'd have to sit there and flip through the phone and actually find I really do uh, one of the things that I have found though is that I had to stop following my peers and the reason why Why? is because social media is fantastic and we do have to embrace it but we don't want to be homogenized we don't want to all be the same and we don't want to be influenced by the people we're around there's do you know what I mean like we don't want to all be producing the the same same thing. thing I love them face to face and I want to, you know, and I think they're amazing. And when I see their work, I love their work and, and I definitely 100% praise their work and think they're brilliant. But I want to find my own people who I follow, generally maybe not what who they're following or what they're doing because I don't want to be influenced by that. I want to be influenced outside my network. Yeah. And, and I think that's important like Pinterest and stuff as well. It's so easy to end up, you find, like if you go to your peers, you'll find you end up having the same, same pins. Same all the time. Naturally, that's just going to come out in your work. 
because you're being influenced by exactly the same things where once upon a time we used to have to go and travel or research a bit harder, you know, go to the library or books, galleries. Books. And, and yes, you want to be on a trend, I guess, but at the same time you need to have your own signature. And be original as well. Yeah, like yeah. it's like going shopping, you know, like particularly in this country. Like I helped launch a foundation called the Design Residency mm-hmm. and it was to, it's to help support young designers. And one of the key things we always would tell our young designers if you walk around, it's the same product. So as a bar, as someone coming in as a customer to come and buy, that becomes very boring. Mm. It becomes very dull and we all end up with the same thing in our homes and that's not exciting. exciting and that's not how we've lived. And it's suddenly a, a new concept if that's happening and someone who's designing a product to a shop buyer, they, they need to be looking out much further and finding makers that other people haven't tapped into and, you know, do the legwork because that's what's going to make your shop or your design special. And I think we just need to stop playing it safe sometimes and just have a go at something different and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work, but at least you've tried it. The magazines will help give you that confidence because, you know, if there's more choice out there and if you're doing the right decisions, Mm. you know, you've got to have confidence in yourself. and, And again, if you're doing that research like I was saying at the beginning, you know, like if you're understanding where we as a consumer are going, then it's not going to be rocket science of what you need to go and buy and who you, who you need to be trying to find and look for to add something different to your proposition. Well, that's really interesting. I never thought about it like that before. So Fred's is yeah. the next big project. Yeah. What else is on your plate um, coming up? Another Merivale project after that is Enmore. Yes, and that's exciting. that one's really exciting, yeah. and I think that's like a little baby one. Like, yeah, I think so. Like, it's we really get going to be able to really amp up the styling. It's a nice in there. local kind of feeling venue as well. Are you hoping yeah. to keep that kind of aspect to it? It's going to be a fun venue. Is it's it? going to be fun, and there's going to be just lots of discovery. And yeah, it's still going to be a pub and a local, but it's not going to be like any pub you've been to. It's going to be I really special. Anything less so, than Maryvale and um, you, Amanda. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, so that, and then you know, just doing residential projects, mm-hmm. and I've been working with actually a really nice project. I've been working with Gowings, mm-hmm. who used to have the department store in Sydney. Yes, and they've bought some rural shopping centres oh, wow. and they've bought them in the town centres and they're looking at how they're working very closely with council to how to get people back into the town centre and they've brought me on to help rethink the shopping centre and get community back into a shopping centre and yeah so that's that really exciting really yeah, yeah it's really good excellent well look thank you so much for chatting with us today it was really interesting and I learned, learned a lot so thanks Amanda thanks for asking for, for me to be part of this it's great loved it (laughs) well thanks so much for listening today i really hope you enjoyed my chat with amanda i'm going to put some of the links of the latest restaurants amanda has styled for merryvale in the show notes and i've also got some beautiful shots of the interiors at coogee pavilion and the newport on my blog at findatstyler.com.au so now it's time to give a quick shout out to one of you listening on itunes Hado64 has left a five-star review. Thanks, Hado. He writes, what a great podcast. It is so helpful to have on-trend style advice 
and all for the right price. Love the big name interviews. So I'm guessing Hado must have heard my chat with Jamie Jury in episode seven. Thanks, Hado. I'm going to keep those interviews and tips coming. If you like what you hear, you can leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you've got a style dilemma that you want solved on the podcast, or if you'd like to work with me to help you style a room at your home or even your whole home, you can hit me up by email at lauren at finditstyler.com.au. That's it for now. So until next time, podcasters, bye. Follow Lauren on your socials for latest style trends and tips. Just search Find It, Style It and subscribe now for exclusive perks, discounts and updates about store openings straight into your inbox. Go to finditstyleit.com.au.